This is the Music Storm podcast where we discuss music from so many angles, from artists, producers, to listeners with the main interest with the music industry as a whole. Today we got Colin from We got Post- the boy. Post- yes. Dude, we, we got, I, shit, man, I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's your boy Post War, a.k.a. the pansexual pimp princess himself, hailing from the north side of Canada. It's good. <laughs> That's good. I like it. I, I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling in this cold, you know, winter evening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that shit, that, the shit don't end once you, once you're in the house. It's going to get worse. Yeah. It's so far. My house is pretty warm, but like, even then it's, it's still can get cold. Yeah. Not- I moved into a new, I moved into a new spot recently and I got my fucking space heaters going just to like not die. <laughs> shit, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> but some of the listeners probably don't know you at all, Colin. So, like, what what do they want to basically know about you? Like, what where are you from? What do you do? Just tell the people all about you. Uh, I go by Post War. I make uh, hip-hop, R&B, and funk music. Um, Post War has been kind of my main uh, project for the past six years uh, of yeah. my life, just as far as music is concerned. Um, rap's kind of my main thing. Mm-hmm. Produce, rap, not always at the same time, usually not at the same time. But it's, uh, I've also got a band called Lucifer Sam and the Psychedelic Band uh, that's front runned, front runned, front ran by a friend of the podcast, I'm sure, uh, Thunder McVeigh, okay. and uh, Silas is, is uh, in that band as well. Yeah, Silas. Yeah, Silas was mentioning about you and Thunder and that on previous podcasts and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, I knew about you from Little Yardy and everything and Fidel mm-hmm. and that kind of crew and everything. So I'm like, oh, these like areas that I did not know clash are clashing now that I'm like, kind of interested in knowing this now so it's it's cool it's cool how you guys met and it's interesting i like it i like it yeah it's it's a local scene be like that though right yeah, yeah. local well, scene be like that all, uh, all the time man it's uh you see you find like the uh craziest combinations of people hanging out sometimes yeah that's winnipeg for you because the winnipeg scenes like goes from basically you could go to country to basically folk to who knows what in the scene oh, yeah. it's, it's insane we got some weird motherfuckers here man <laughs> but the music is amazing but damn straight yeah man so let's go to the very beginning so like what got you into hip-hop the rap in post-war let's talk about post-war today so i uh i started getting into hip-hop during like uh probably around like uh mid to late middle school mm-hmm. it's uh I started off as just doing like uh like just listening to like backpacker rap, like the uh like the you know the type of shit where it's like I'm killing and I'm willing and I'm feeling I'm feeling and feeling like that type of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I used to just listen to that kind of thing because I was like that kid is like yeah I want to listen to stuff with lyrics like I was that kind of kid. Oh, there, was, there was a lot of like immortal technique, a lot of Eminem, a lot of like old school stuff from the '90s that like you know I sw- I swore by because it's like yeah, this is bad when rap was good. Rap's not good anymore. And then of course I grew out of that because well you hope that most people do, some people don't, but I grew out of that and I started realizing that hip hop is the most diverse genre that there currently is, and you can do basically anything you want with it at your disposal. There's um. So when I started getting into more like uh, 
you know, rap, rappers who like, uh, they were still very much in that genre, but they weren't, uh, they didn't, they weren't kind, they weren't like in a, they didn't put themselves in like a box, you know, dudes like uh, Lil Ugly Mane and early smoke perp, uh, yeah. not smoke perp, early space ghost perp. And uh, a lot of the guys from like Ra- Raider clan and stuff, Denzel Curry. I started getting into that genre of like internet rap, early Cardi too, okay. because like at that point, by the time at that point that I'd been listening to like that genre of music for years and like I I was always I mean I always like played instruments and shit I played guitar and piano and drums when I was a young kid mm-hmm. but I wanted when I started hearing those guys during those uh that kind of start of the internet era of rap where shit started to really get like more experimental and kind of different and you had all these different guys from different cities blowing up with unique sounds that were their own uh, that's when it kind of seemed viable to me because none of these dudes were like lo-fi as hell. They were, you know, they were lo-fi, they were DIY and they didn't, they weren't shy about it. It's like, they made it clear. It's like, yeah, I record this in my one bedroom apartment with a sock over the mic. Like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So, you know, just that kind of, uh, I kind of got swept away in that, like, uh, creative DIY, uh, fantasy that I had in my head. And so that's, kind of how it started for me i just got deeper into the genre and i fell in love with it i love that i love that it's so interesting on like so many hip-hop and rap artists that i've talked to even in the city and in general like it's everyone has their different way on finding rap or hip-hop on different artists different genres on how they got into the thing like for me i didn't get really into the hip-hop rap genre until like just out of basically high school so it was like I was out of the loop for a lot of stuff, even like Eminem. I didn't even listen to him until after high school. And that's kind of like insane to me. Oh. That I didn't, I know it's kind of weird, but like, even then, like hip hop to me was like a little area that was like, oh yeah, gangster crap and everything. I'm like, no, no, there's different genres to hip hop and rap. And like, there's so many artists out there. And oh it's yeah. Insane. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like I said, man, it's the most diverse genre there is. It's, yeah. You can, um, the, um, the bare bones basics of what rap is and what rap isn't is like more nebulous now than ever. So, well, you know, it's like you do so much. Well, hip hop and also like metal coincide with each other because you look at a lot of the metal and rock artists, they're like, they love the hip hop rap. That's what they usually play in their before the shows or even like post shows. And it's both of those coincide. It's usually when you hear a hip hop rap artist, oh, they like metal or if, you're a metal person oh you like hip-hop rap so it's like both yeah. those coincide too so it's like- <clears throat> people are definitely more down to uh i don't know like uh, <clears throat> there's a lot there's a lot of crossover with music now that there wasn't before yeah. which i think is cool yeah i love that crossbreed <clears throat> all the time but yeah have you heard of a uh, city morgue city morgue i've heard the name Oh yeah, they're a rap group. It's uh, Zilakami and Sauce Mula. Okay. And they do like uh, they do like thrash rap, like thrash oh. metal rap music. It's, it's, oh. That's kind of the best way to describe it. I'll send you some shit. Send you some shit after. They're yeah. great. Do you know Young Sludge at all or no? <laughs> no, I've never heard. Of no, him. dude, you need to. I'll send you his stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna like, have to see that. Yeah, it's like thrash metal rap. It's it's like scream rap basically. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, dude! If I like City Morgue, I like him. That's oh, our yeah. body. Yeah, like he's in the city too, so you'll love him. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna yeah. like him. So mm. I want your opinion on 
we did talk in the DMs about this. So like, what are your, what is your opinion on basically the Winnipeg hip hop rap scene? What are your thoughts on it? Just the scene in general. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are, uh, the older they get in this scene, the less nice things they have to say about it just because they get yeah. jaded. And I'm pretty fucking jaded. Don't get me wrong. I'm miserable. But one thing that I'm not like, um, one thing that I'm not bitter about, I think, is the the hip hop scene in Winnipeg. There's a, it goes through stages. Um, every scene does. You know, the ones who stick around and kind of make a name for themselves are kind of placed on a pedestal in certain ways, and then something else comes along. And uh, how they, uh, the uh, older than how like the last year's class compares to this year's class in a in a way. You know, mm-hmm. not implying that there are people who are only around for a year. Most of the people I know who do music fucking live and breathe that. But yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I've been in, I've been doing this shit for about six years now and I've seen a lot of shit kind of come and go. You kind of get a feel for who's taking it more seriously than others. But overall, I really do. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of love for the scene here. You know, of course there's, you can like go back and look at it historically, how it's like, you know, Winnipeg has had, there's been rappers in Winnipeg since the eighties. We've, this is not, this is not something that's uh that's, that's like a new thing yeah, that started when the internet became a thing. People were doing, people were making rap here and grinding it out before we had the luxury of the internet. Now that we have the luxury of the internet, everyone is way more fucking connected. I.e. a lot more people in the city are kind of just like saying, Hey, fuck it. Let's go to the studio and see what happens. You know, <clears throat> I think, and uh, we've got such a great spread as far as uh, what subgenres we go, we get into, because everyone's like everyone's kind of got their like uh, own, their own way of going about like uh, <clears throat> of like taking over the uh, the scene or like trying to get the attention of people. But everyone, I think, more so than before, is on the same page and knows what they have to do and what they don't have to do. Which yeah, I like. I like. I really, really enjoy seeing. Um, like people come into the game and start doing stuff and then you know like uh there's all milestones we have to hit so you get you kind of get a feel for everyone around like um you get a feel you get you get a feel for the scene uh within the first couple of years you just gotta make sure you don't get jaded i there's constantly new people coming up and new people starting stuff and old guys coming back from shit like old like guys who've been releasing music for 20 years we got a widespread, we got variety. And I think that what I like most is the work ethic. Everybody's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's in Winnipeg, the hobbyists don't survive long. Like if you're doing this for a hobby, you're not going to get very far. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It's basically in every city. I think in general, if you don't take your music seriously, you're not going to get far. And that's in every single, I think, genre that yeah you oh, i mean i would i would hope so. i would hope so yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't like i don't know if like there's some dude who's just out in massachusetts or some fucking place who's like just kind of sort of became successful i mean i'm sure it's happened before but yeah like i think um i i, I find the scene interesting i find yeah. it very interesting i like going back and uh finding old stuff from like the 90s and early 2000s made by winnipeg artists and oh, really? seeing how shit has a uh, seeing how shit has uh progressed yeah 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 yeah, i know a couple like artists from back when and everything for hip-hop and rap scene and then even like early 2000s and that but like even then it's gone more 
a lot more diverse over the last couple years than that. I've seen it grown massively Definitely. just the past year, just because I'm a photographer and everything. And I'm yeah. seeing a lot more of these hip hop rap shows are now picking up now, which is good because the scene mm-hmm. hasn't had that for a while. I mm-hmm. what I've seen, I don't know about you because you you've been in the scene a lot longer than I have. But either way, like I've talked to a couple friends, they're like, yeah, the hip hop rap scene has had a couple dull moments in the last couple of years. So it's like it's it's good it's picking up and even then like there's still those clicks here and there that people just don't coincide with each other but even then there's still those odd good artists individuals that are like yeah we we mix well we collaborate and everything so yeah and that's kind of like you kind of got to play that shit by ear too Mm -hmm. because i can i can go in the studio and get a song done with uh with anybody if i put my mind to it but if you uh, if if uh, if I'm forcing myself to do anything, then I'm not wa- I'm not gonna want to do it. <laughs> That's... I used to I definitely used to uh, when I was first starting out, especially I used to uh, uh, you know take like take every damn opportunity I could to like work with everybody. And I uh, when things just didn't pan out, or when things uh, you know when I when I felt like I wasn't getting like uh, the collabs that I wanted, I had to take a step back and like think to myself, this is one of the first lessons I learned, like while I was coming up, it's like, you know, sometimes shit just isn't going to work. You can't be everybody's friend and you can't work with everybody. That's just not possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, uh, I became a lot more uh, comfortable just letting things happen uh, as far as my, who I collaborate with. As of right now, I just work with people who make me happy which is working so far <laughs> that's that's good at least and the universe is letting you work with the people that work with you so that's, that's yeah amazing. i ain't gonna say no <laughs> nice so what's like let's have a little fun question i did <laughs> ask silas this if you could date any musician even if it's hip-hop or rap in the world who would you date or want to like you know. Who would I date? Oh, dude, yeah. um, catch me fucking wifing up. Uh, what's her name? Shit, I just had it, dude. I want to marry this woman. I can't even remember her name. This is terrible. Okay, no, I remember it. I remember it. Doja Cat. Doja, Doja Cat, Cat. Fine as hell, man. She's 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 a lovely woman, and I would definitely I would definitely have her children if she asked me. <laughs> Absolutely. You I don't know. Just off to Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just saying, Doja Cat, uh, for the record, uh, if you do end up seeing this, um, don't, uh, if I was, if I was, and not saying I will be, but if I was at one of your shows and the security saw me and saw me as a threat in a, in a self-defense type situation, I will defend myself against any and all personal attacks. So, um. You heard it here, right here, folks. Post war for Doge. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Uh, please, please, uh, I'll wait on the cease and desist from one of our security guards. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by mine. It's Selena Gomez. We're still going for Selena Gomez. Oh Gomez. damn, dude, that's a throwback, man. That's like that's like middle school, high school crushes that just yeah. stay. Yeah. She got. She's like almost thirty, dude. I, <laughs> like I forget that because it's like I'll be like. Oh, like, it'll be like, Selena Gomez, the 56-year-old singer. I'm like, what the fuck? How old is she? Like, in my head, she's still, like, at 16 or something. Yeah, in my head, she's still in her 20s. But no, she's, like, late, almost 30? Mm-hmm. I think. I forget. But, yeah. 28 or 29. Yeah. I mean, I'm 42, so I can't complain. Hey, 
it works. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Don't yeah. tell anybody, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Do you think you could get better better as like a hip hop rap artist right now in this day and age, or do you think you will achieve to get better at some point? Like, do, where do you see yourself as like? How do you think you could get better in hip hop rap? Do you think for yourself? I mean, you're always learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, despite what a lot of people may say, I don't know everything. Um, I know things that uh, I know enough. And I have the skills that, that I have simply because I just did it. Like yeah. I just, you know, you don't go into it thinking that it's practice. You just go in and start making things and it gets progressively better over time. Right. Just through virtue of doing it. But there's a, I uh, like in, in order, like, like rap is very different in from other genres based on how you market it. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it's like, I think rap is the only genre I know where the amount of plays or streams a song gets is some of the best is like the best promo material you can have because a lot of like rap and like in the culture of rap in general there's like it's it's like a you know the atmosphere of like cockiness and braggadocio and like loving yourself so nothing is better advertising than the actual nothing will help you get plays more than people seeing your song has a lot of plays because yeah. then we'll be like oh he's successful i want to listen to him rap so like that's the, like that element of it is uh I, it took me a while to understand which is uh it just weirded me out but sit, like something as simple as just treating like you know treating every single like it's your last single and just promoing the fuck out of that and making sure that it's getting into people's ears i never I, I, I never felt I had to do that when I was young. When I was first starting out, I was very into that, you know, fuck what people think. I'm doing this for myself. But, you know, you could have the best song ever. And if you don't promote it, no one's going to listen to it. Yeah. So. But it also has to sound good in the end of it. So that's, it's a hit or miss because then, like, you also have, like, hey, you think it's good, but in the end, like, maybe it's not good. Other people could think it's terrible. That's, it's all up in the air on what you think sounds good or not, but you have to really look at what sounds good, really, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. The people who listen to me, it's, uh, I've noticed that it comes from a couple different uh, groups too. And I think that's, be- I think that's because a lot of the stuff that I do is kind of like changes up from song to song to project to project. Yeah. Like they, uh, yeah, like just uh, the stuff I do kind of never stays in one place. Hmm. So you end up having certain people who like this type of music that I make and then certain ones, certain other fans like this song better than this one. Like they, everyone like has like their own specific one that they like and they're all different. Yeah, that, that's, Which, what I yeah. With your, that's what I noticed with your music. It, it changes up every single song that I hear from you. So like your recent track with Kane and what's his face and that like your feature track just recently Lil, yeah, yeah. Uh, king mooks and lil gambi yeah that one that was different from your previous track i'm like yeah this is good and yeah like you, you change it up you be diverse with your music that's one thing i love about hip-hop rap that you could change about with that and also like in a sense different genres you can but like most of the time they just stay in one place with their exact same sound and everything that's one thing that i like about like yourself and other musicians in the city that they just like to be diverse with their music and it's it's good yeah yeah i think i i I like it a lot i think that it keeps things interesting for you and for the listener i don't uh you know there's a lot of artists who do do that and like i think that it's a cool creative um 
option to go with, but I also think that it's, I would also say to an artist who's just coming up that I think that that is a good marketing strategy as well. Being bold enough and proud enough of what you do to tackle different sounds and know that you're not boxed into something like that's that does wonders for you. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you that. Like, what do you have tips for like upcoming hip hop rap musicians in the game and everything that you have? I yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah, like doing this for uh, for six years. I've learned probably 10% of what there is to learn. Uh, but what I do know is <laughs> that like coming in right away, expecting anyone to care about your shit is a, uh, it's a, a, a bad pursuit. Start it because you enjoy it, not because you want to enjoy the success of putting stuff out because you won't see any success on a grand scale for a very long time everybody has kind of like their five-year plans and shit but things can change in a day it doesn't you know and there's no a lot of the time there is no rhyme or reason to it you're gonna put out songs that you think are great that people don't like you're going to put shit out that gets popular out of nowhere when you least expect it and you're probably going to get a whole lot of broken promises and uh, missed appointments and uh, people who say they want to work with you, but then they don't. They just don't follow through. This isn't, we're not like, we're, most of us, we're not businessmen, we're artists. And artists can be very, very, what's the term? Uh, unorganized. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, re- I, when I was a, uh, when I was starting out and I wasn't getting like uh, I wasn't getting response from anything or like the someone who I wanted to work with wasn't like seeming really down to do it. I took it as kind of an, an insult. And then I got like all pissed and had the whole fuck everybody mindset for a while, but that's not healthy. That's not healthy for any creative uh, venture. You can't yeah. get a, you can't, you can't get, you can't get too like a, uh, too outwardly outwardly competitive like that (laughs) to the point to the point where it's just like yeah fuck everybody yeah but like that's that to me was the biggest thing I had to separate my ego from the actual making of the music for a very long time and that in general I probably think is one of the most important things don't tie like your uh your worth your worth or the song's worth or the project's worth don't tie it to what other people think about it don't tie it to uh numbers because mm-hmm. so temperament numbers are so temperamental they're so fickle and trends change all the time yeah look at and this is and this is shit that like people were telling me during my first or second years and i wasn't getting it but that of course just comes with time, time starting out hard. yeah like just start starting out way younger than like back back then it's like i was a completely different person than who I am now. If I was able to uh, go back and tell myself some things and give myself some advice, I definitely would. Yeah, like even then now, it's like you can blow up from basically TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and all these different platforms now, and you probably would not know what to do with that because you don't have the right mindset, the right tools on what you're supposed to do because you just got in this game. You somehow blown up and you don't know what to do now. Oh, maybe I'm going to be the next Justin Bieber at this point. Like you don't yeah. know this, the right mindset. You don't know the right platform. You don't know what to do in this genre because you did not know the right tools and right mindset. You don't know anything to do with this. If you just got a one hit song, basically. 
Yeah, yeah, which has absolutely fucking happened. TikTok like uh makes careers now. You know, yeah. it used to be a it used to be payola uh, back in the day where P dudes were just straight up paying money to have their records spun on radio stations. And now we have modern day payola, which is people paying to be put in the background of YouTube videos, on Twitch streams, on special playlists, on Spotify. It's uh you know, there's still there's ways that things there, there's more avenues now than there was before. Oh yeah, Definitely. and uh, being able to being able to find like a niche audience that will like ride or die for you is is something that every artist can dream of. Yeah, it's hard to get that though in this. Oh like, yeah, yeah. If you get the right ways to do it, it's just one day, one day, people. Will you get the way you got the way you got to think about it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's uh, even if your fan base isn't like. Even if your fan base isn't huge, if the dedication is there, you're always going to have like uh, some like people who are going to want to listen to your shit. And that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. What has your what was your favorite show that you ever played, man? That, you ever uh, that was probably my last one, like mm-hmm. uh, and I like literally my last one, the last show I ever did uh because uh yeah one on the seventh got fucking postponed because god bless uh but the last show i did was uh in november of 2019 and that was uh that was an insane show the uh it was at uh it was at the handsome daughter which is one of my favorite venues place was packed the set went off without a hitch everyone was singing along to the hooks and shit it was just perfect. I couldn't have asked for uh, anything better as far as like my satisfaction with how a set goes. Yeah. If I'm able to, uh, if I'm able to like get a mosh going, get them moving and get them singing, then I've done my job. Yeah. My, uh, my friend does, uh, and my friend and producer CJ, uh, God rest his soul. He was at the show and uh, he came up to me after my set and he looks at me, he's got blood all over his face. He's like, bro, I just lost the fucking tooth, bro. And I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry. And he's like, nah, man, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Damn. I haven't seen yeah, a hip hop that... show that done a mosh pit yet. What the hell? Oh, it, ha- it happens. It, it, w- it would happen all the time at my shows. I have a couple special songs that I drop. They seemed to know, they knew what they were doing too, man. Like they got up on either side of the wall and ran into each other. Nice. Yeah, it went, it went, went well. Mm, I, I, that one, yeah, I've got, I've got like some clips and pictures of that, that I've like posted on my Instagram before I, uh, yeah, I debuted like a, a new single that night too. Uh, I'm not okay, which I then released like January of 2020 and uh, they were really feeling that one. So premiering like a new song and having people fuck with it is always fun. Oh yeah, every single artist usually when that happens is like, oh yeah, it's a good, good song. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like okay, good. good. I I crowd tested this a little bit. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if you could do a dream tour for yourself, what would the lineup be? You think for your show? That's a, that's a good question. Um. I would definitely just want it to be with um, with the homies. I would probably want uh, Sonny Darko, Vital, uh, Ed the Human. Uh, I would, I would, I'd want them all on the bill with me. Those are my boys. It would be like, because uh, we've all made a shit ton of music together. We all vibe with each other. Like, we're all really, really good friends. And, uh, and we also, like, that would just help with, with uh, touring, too, because... 
I want to be around people who I don't want to fucking murder. Like we've all we've all crashed on each other's couches and shit for like weeks at a time before. So we all know that we can at the very least we can get along when we work with each other. Yeah. 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 So, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'd want to go to I'd want to fucking I'd want to do something outside of North America though, man. I've never been outside of uh, North America. I'd want to I'd want to like do a show in fucking Japan or something. Japan would be cool. Just you get K-pop people though. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I'll go to dude. I'll go to fucking South Korea. I'll open for BTS. <laughs> My contact info in the fucking description. Yeah, contact information. BTS hit them up. Let's let's get some mosh pits for the BTS. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to see all of those uh all the K-pop stands fucking stabbing each other with their Jemin figures. Yeah, the little pop figures and that. I'd be like boom. boom. Which they all brought. Yeah, every single one. Of yeah. them. Every single one. Of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can uh, talk about this, but like, what do you got for new music, my guy? Anything like features, like album you're working on? Like, what do you got going on? I mean, lately, lately I've just been cruising. I've I've never I haven't made music in in a very long time. Yeah. Um, whenever I record, it needs to be in like batches. I need that shit to be like. I'll get like seven to 10 songs done. And then it's like, oh, I've got my schedule filled out for the next little while. Like uh, this, yeah. I just dropped uh, Kind of Funny with uh, yep. King Mooks and Lil Gamby. That joint's produced by BBS from 3P. He fucking killed it. Shout out, Steve. Um, but after this, I've got um, I've got a, a project. I will not say if it's an album or an EP, but I have a project that is coming out this year with a, one producer throughout the whole project um i'm sure the people who listen to my shit know which producer that is but i won't dox them right now yeah they they, yeah they'll they'll know you'll get you'll get the idea if you know if you listen to my catalog but uh yeah i've got that and uh i'm gonna be dropping single a month two singles a month it's uh we're staying with the same schedule that we were on 2022 so yeah, expect like a new single every month and uh, an EP at some point, hopefully in the summer. Okay. I got a lot of shit in the vault that I'm proud of, a lot of stuff that I'm excited to release. It just needs to be the right time. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. It just due to COVID, you don't know if it'll be like, oh yeah, I could perform this shit or not. Like, yeah. That's, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah we've just been we've well we've all just been kind of like running around on our tippy toes for the past year for the past two years yeah because like none of us know what's going to happen the next day how bad it's going to get or what is or isn't going to be allowed Mm -hmm. Uh, you know dealing with that in general for everyone i'm sure is i'm sure it's fucked some people's brains up at pivotal times yeah you know yeah but like i'm i'm lucky enough to uh do something that doesn't like it's not i don't have to be out in public at big events to do music i just yeah. want to just do music you don't have to. yeah do it's like i would i would love to be able to do shows the one on the seventh was uh was something i was so very excited yeah. for but that will happen yeah it'll just uh We'll just wait to see how everything else goes. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that show and I was talking to Vidal and everything and I was supposed to take photos for that show. I'm like, damn, damn. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. And I was very yeah. looking forward to that show, really. Like, that was like, sucks. Damn well yeah. sucks. I, I yeah, really... yeah. But, uh, you know, Bulldog, um, the people who run the venue have been great. So we're yeah. just kind of playing it by ear at this point. Mm-hmm. Whenever we can, next we will. 
reschedule. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to when that rescheduled date will be. That'll be good. Me too, man. It can't. I can't have a fucking sitting show though. I can't yeah. have folks sitting at tables. That's mm-hmm. not even worth it. You might as well just not do the show then. Yeah. It, just I need y'all up there jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta get the crowd pumping, the blood flowing. Gotta get interaction. Like that's that's main thing with a hip hop show and everything that you see. Yeah. It's like crowd interaction to its fullest. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, you yeah. have to. There's a reason they call us MCs. Like <laughs> we are the MCs of our own fucking like shows. Mhm. Mhm. But what would you be doing if you didn't do music? Probably hard drugs. I mean, I still do hard drugs, but like more. <laughs> more, just straight up. Yeah, okay. like I, I, I would, I would have nothing else going on besides that. Um, in all honesty, that's probably the, uh, that's probably the real, the most accurate. That's yeah. probably the most accurate answer there is, because like I, uh, as I don't really have. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't really have any hobbies, but I really don't. Uh, as far as like stuff that I'm actually passionate about, music is really the only thing. I could imagine that uh, if I if I didn't ever choose to actively pursue music, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, yeah, I'd probably just be playing video games all day or like getting fucked up. Yeah, damn. Music has really shaped you then. Uh, yeah, for, definitely uh, in some good ways and some bad ways, but it's just always kind of been the main part of my life. <laughs> That's good. That's the main thing. If it's, if it's shaping you to better yourself and if it's helping you, yeah, <laughs> pursue it more. Well, yeah, like... jury's, jury's still out on that one, my friend. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the music industry as a whole like right now with the labels the streaming like what do you think when you hear fuck labels that? fuck labels don't ever sign to one they're outdated and we don't fucking need them anymore and anyone who's starting up a label is just like nowadays in this day and age mm-hmm. is putting their money in the wrong goddamn place why why because we have everything in our just at our disposal to stay independent mm-hmm. well, like with the with the internet and with self distribution and with everything being right at our fingertips we can be our own labels and thankfully every artist i know is their own label they control everything yeah everything gets more complicated the more fucking paperwork you introduce into the equation there's like um, the music industry has been its model has been archaic as fuck for so long and they've always been about 10 years behind on what the consumer or what the musician is looking to do with music they that it's it's uh, the industry itself is full of like sociopaths and scammers and people who will do everything in their power to fuck you around and fuck you over if you come at them the wrong way yeah. look at them the wrong way once and you'll never get a show ever in certain areas there's so the actual industry, I hate it. I hate the I hate the music industry. I fucking hate. I hate. I hate celebrity culture in general. But I, I, you, you're in it I, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, as like as an artist, yes, absolutely. And of course, there's certain things that you have to do to kind of uh, get your shit out there. We're all networking, whether we know it or not. So there's no like there's no there's no uh reason to get high and mighty about that like i would never i would never uh 
I'm not one who's like against that type of shit because it's fake or whatever. I think that um, the point of the music industry should be preserving the rights of the artist. Everything else should come a far, far second. I don't care who your manager is. I don't care what label has you because if you have those things, you're wasting your money and your time because these people are not going to know what's best for you musically. And they're, they're, they're going to know what's best business-wise for themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. On and, you. and guess what? If you're on a label and you show them something, you show them a, an album or a single and they don't like it, get fucked, kiddo. You're not, you're not putting out you're your music because yeah. we said so. Yeah. So it's, uh, but every, every kind of like art field, every field in the arts that's like being done professionally has insane people in it. You kind of have to be sort of a fucking crazy person to even pursue something like this as intensely as I do. So like the people out there who are making their millions off of like the art that they're in or the art they create, it's like, yeah, those people are probably going to be fucking psychos, but that's it's it's just the uh, it comes with the industry man art comes from damaged and crazy people a lot of the time yeah. ergo me that's what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah so it's like a yeah uh i love music and i love artists i hate the music industry yeah i'm i'm with you like industry has gone like worse over the years but like in general you don't need a label nowadays look at so many no. bands artists even musicians, hip hop artists and that who've gone independent. Like this is the new age of independence for everything in general. So you don't really need a lip. Unless you want to somehow, yes, if you did get big off of like TikTok or something, then a label comes out to you. Look at Lil Nas X. He got yeah. signed and then boom, he's big. So there is that. So I don't know if you're yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's see, cause that, that's a hard one for me. Cause yeah. it's like, I know for a fact, if I was ever offered a contract for a label, I wouldn't, I would not feel the need to take it. I can't mm-hmm. think of anything they could offer me that I would want in exchange for them having that much control over me. Mm-hmm. I like having control over everything that I do. And, um, as soon as it's in the hands of someone else, I get nervous. That's yeah. when I, that's when I get worried. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. If I were to be offered a label contract, it would have to be like the right thing. So for instance, I know there's a certain band that I listened to against the current and they're like a pop rock band and everything. And their mm-hmm. contract is basically like they get only like they get a certain amount of music videos and everything and that kind of sense for their albums and or their EPs yeah. and that kind of like contract but mainly their most like ticket sales of course and their merch but also i realized this is new that i haven't heard much about is the vip sales they get their full amount of vip sales which is oh that's very nice that's a that's a good deal which is most labels don't do that now so no it depends um, on that yeah yeah in general, there is this uh, kind of bizarre crossover, especially in rap, where artists like to try and also be businessmen. Yeah. And it's like, it takes a very specific skill set to do that. And it takes a very specific skill set to be a businessman, period, let alone an artist who's making their own art and also wants to like run a label, fucking um, own like six companies and whatever. There's, um, you know, there's that that element of like grind culture is uh is is insanely prevalent in uh in hip hop. 
but it's uh, you know of course we see like this we hear the success stories of people like jay-z and dame dash and like all of those guys who spread their money around and we're smart with it and you, mm-hmm. you hear that and you want to be you want to have that same story yeah maybe one day you'll get that story it's, yeah exactly who knows but yeah do you have any suggestions to like artists i guess yes if they did get offered a contract like what should they do or should they not even take it what do you think i'm not gonna tell i can't tell anybody what to do man like some <laughs> of these people some of these people like uh I know some people who would definitely take a uh, a placement on a label if they were offered it, and I understand the appeal of that. I would imagine just being the fact that you are signed to a label alone helps you with uh, helps you with negotiation and getting leverage and deals and stuff. Um, but I, as a person, don't want anyone having control over my music except for me. I don't want to have to jump through the hoops of like okay, I finished this song. Now I got to send it to this guy and I got to send it to this guy and they have to both say it's okay. And then we got to make sure that all the blah, blah, blah is split and, you know, whatever. It's like when I, as myself, I can just upload a song to DistroKid and it's up on all streaming whenever I want it. That to me is so much simpler and it's such less of a headache. But I mean, they're still around. So clearly people keep signing to them and clearly people see some kind of benefit to them. It's just that, it's just that uh, I've heard they, they it's you hear horror all of these horrors you all these horror stories about artists with their labels and it's like mm-hmm. that is a, just the tip of the fucking iceberg. There's hundreds of there's hundreds of millions of stories of artists like that. It's just that those artists weren't even big enough to actually make noise about that. There's so many shelved albums we're never going to hear just because the label doesn't think that they'll do numbers. True. Now the artist is now the artist is legally fucked over because sure they made that music but the label owns it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you now you can't like you can't put that shit out online anywhere or else you get dropped from your label. There's a lot. There's yeah. it's just things like that. Things that add up over time that add up to a, a lot more annoying of a process. You just make it on the side and then you just don't show the label. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah we'll pull a death grips and i'll just upload my album to soundcloud with a picture of my cock yeah that'll work out man <laughs> labels yeah. love you that got them dropped from epic records yeah yep shout out death grips <laughs> death grips are the homies yeah um, they they seem nice yeah <laughs> one day we'll meet uh yeah dude i'll uh I would love to get together with MC Ride and yell things at each other. I think that him and I would have a good time. Good collaboration. I'm excited mm. for that. Knock on fucking wood, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, if you could have like your listeners, your fans to remember remember you by one thing, man, what would it be? That post-war was a crazy motherfucker who did things his way. <laughs> That's all I want. I, that's all I want in general, man. I am. Um, we're on this earth for such a small amount of time. And if I'm going to be damned if I waste my time doing anything other than what I was born to do, which was be an entertainer. I'm here to entertain people. That's what I'm here for. I'm y'all's dancing monkey. I'm y'all's sad clown. That's who I am. I chose I, I chose what I wanted to do when I was a fucking kid. And I never I, I, I knew I never wanted to be anything else. Hmm. I want 
like I would I would hope that the fans just knew me as someone who was crazy as hell, was honest, and did things only the way he wanted to. That's what's important to me. That's that's what you want to be made, and that's the best thing about you that you wanted that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, so far. It seems to so far it seems to be going well for me. So I ain't gonna complain. Hell, hell yeah, man. Um, what are some like Winnipeg artists that you want to like promote? Shoutouts? Anything? Oh uh, yeah, I uh, I got myself a little list here. Ooh, you got it all prepared for the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to, man. Got anytime, it, man. anytime that there's shout outs, I always forget one person or two people who I should not. Hmm. Yeah, man. I shout out to everybody doing their thing right now. Shout out Cookout Crew, um, Vital, Sunny Darko, my boys, Ed the Human, my boy. We got some songs coming out. Shout out fucking Spag King, Dag, my boy Bleach out there in Toronto now, or rather has been for a couple of fucking years, but I have time uh, dealing with it because I miss him. Yeah. But yeah, shout out him. Shout out Max Wins, you know, LS General doing his thing. Uh, shout out Lily Artie, sweet ass boy, put on a killer show. Um, and who else? Shout out VXH Sounds. Um, shout out them specifically because my next single is produced by them and oh, yeah. it features Vital. So, ooh. yeah, wait I on that. A couple one. artists that are working with Vital, and I'm like, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That, that guy's always good people. I love oh that. yeah, that guy. That guy's a fucking legend. Yeah. I love that. I love my boy. But yeah, that's uh, you know, and shout out to the scene in general, man. Like we, like the people that we see coming out now it's like that's what keeps all of us going that's what keeps me going um seeing like new people more and more people come to appreciate this art form every day more and more people understanding that it's it's worth it to make art and make music and make shit that connects with people and realizing that <sighs> real just re real realizing that uh there's such intense value in us chasing this and us repping mm. our city and fucking with each other at the same time. Yeah, man. That's, I'll shout that out. That's, That's the a dream. fucking shout out. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. What, what do you want to shout out yourself, man? Uh, I, what do I, what do I want to uh, shout out my mom and my dad. Aww. We also shout out Miyazwe and Mooks. Love you guys. <laughs> uh, that's pretty that's pretty much it man okay. i uh, shout out you for having me on <laughs> yeah no problem yeah, man yeah. I, I love this yeah this was fun man like it's a great it's a great podcast you got dude i like it a lot yeah i i try to be i try to be diverse with it so like i'm trying to open it up to a lot more of the music genres like you're the first hip-hop rap artist i got i got what is it apollo I got a shit ton of uh, homies who would love to do interviews. I can uh, mm -hmm. send them your way if you'd love to have them. Oh, on. yeah. I'd love to get more in this hip-hop rap game because I'm getting more into this genre with photos as well. I do, like, hip-hop on the side, yeah. too, and that. So, like, either way, I'm just, like, trying to get more into this genre and everything and try to get more of these artists put out there, man. Like, that's the main thing that these artists want is a platform to get their music out there, you know? So Exactly, yeah. And it's just... I think that um, I think that what you guys do in general, just mm -hmm. as far as like journalism is important, you know, these are uh, 
we now like you know because of like uh podcasts and interviews and music journalism in general mm -hmm. we have a record of something that is besides just the music we have a record of who these artists were and like what their hopes and dreams were and i think yeah. that's almost as important as preserving the music itself oh yeah you get to talk to what they were what they experienced it's just in general like there's some people that i wish even for myself for photographing and not like there's certain people that did pass away this past season and everything that I didn't get to photograph. I'm like, damn, I should have, I didn't get to go to this show or something. And I missed yeah. out on this opportunity, you know? And it's just like, damn, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, that also, that all, that's, uh, that is kind of something that's weird whenever it happens because mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, people die every, people die every day, but when it's an artist that like you've worked with or who you, who you admire, it's a different kind of feeling. Yeah. Uh, RIP CJ, RIP justice. Uh, miss you guys. Mm -hmm.